welcome to the GamecockScoop.com podcast, the official podcast of GamecockScoop.com. Um, I'm talking over the wonderful sounds of Christmas in a Starbucks in Providence, Rhode Island, because it's been that kind of week. Um, now, the beautiful thing about working remotely, which me and my wife both do, is uh, you know you can travel and see family and keep working and all that. But uh, the unbeautiful thing is we're both trying to work remotely in the same tiny Airbnb. So here we are. Um, there's tons of news going on in Gamecock country right now. We're going to kind of try to break that down. I'm going to try to mute it so there's not Christmas horns playing uh, constantly in the background while Alan's talking. Um, but yeah, so it's tomorrow is signing day for uh, everyone in college football. And it's really been kind of a crazy week thus far. If you go back to last Thursday, there have been 10 welcome homes from uh Shane Beamer, that's 2024s and 2023s and transfers and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, there are four that still haven't announced, and I also think there's going to be more than that, ultimately, if we're um, you know, kind of projecting who we've talked to and how everything's gone. So um, really, 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 really exciting time. Um, if we go through who's already announced, um, we have... Wide receiver, Tyshawn Russell. You have several transfers. You have a tight end transfer, Nick Elksons, who I just uh, talked to on a podcast earlier today. You can check that on our YouTube channel and wherever you listen to podcasts. You have running back Mario Anderson Jr., who's a transfer out of Newberry, who I also... Yeah, exactly. So you can find that. We have Yale O-line transfer, Nick Gargiulio. you have Arisa Tyshawn Russell. Oh, um, man, I guess that's it. Maybe I'm missing someone. It's been kind of a weird day. Um, then you have several other Gamecock targets that are set to kind of announce their decisions in the next 24 hours. Um, Big Tree, Tosin Babalade, who was once committed to South Carolina, recently decommitted. He's kind of down to South Carolina and Maryland. Um, he's supposed to set to announce his decision this evening. Um, D. Lyman, Elijah Davis, who's a joke, Juco uh, prospect, he's also set to announce his decision this evening. You got several people signing tomorrow. You got Vakari Swain, who just went on an official visit to Colorado. He's a current South Carolina commitment. Um, but that's kind of one to look for. Deion Sanders kind of make a last-minute push there. So there's tons of news um, over the next 24 hours, and now's the perfect time to join Rivals and GamecockScoop.com Premium uh, so that you can kind of get the insight uh, before these things happen and then also uh, a breakdown of several of these recruits um, after it's done. We'll talk a little bit more recruiting, but I did want to let uh, Alan uh, start to talk a little bit about the bowl game, which is also something that's happening this week. Oh, yeah, there's Um, a football game in 10 days. (laughs) Yeah, so it's uh, – they got to do something with the schedule because now that you have the early signing period and the transfer portal all opening up right here and then you have the bowl schedule, it's it's insane. Like there's really – it's kind of hard to keep up if you're just like a reader. Um, It's hard to keep up with everything that's going on. If you look at – our website from from the past week. I mean, there's like normally we do what 
three or four articles per day. There's like 20 articles in the past three days because of all the madness that's going on. So, um, and there's plenty more to come. Anyway, tell us a little bit about the uh, the bowl game presser, which you had 10 different players uh, set to we talk We ended up only getting eight today. A couple of them had to dip, but still, we had a mega availability today at the football building. Uh, yeah, so we i'll just i'll just go with the list of who we had we had nicky Minwari, javon gwynn luke Doty, um i'm trying to think, marcellus dial um let me think here I, I had it all written down and now i'm not this is great audio i know Dade atkins to carry on joiner uh juju mcdowell and then the eighth was i can't even tonka hemingway so those are the eight we had today um I think I'm going to kind of start with the decision stuff we heard. So we had three players who their 2023 statuses were in some level of doubt. And we kind of got three different answers there. Um, and I'm curious how you're kind of feeling about any of these. So Luke Doty said he is absolutely quote planning on returning to South Carolina next year. Um, that's obviously the heavy favorite to be the starting quarterback as Spencer Rattler goes to the NFL. So he said he's absolutely back. Uh, Jovan Gwynn, starting right guard, um, who's, I think most people would say has been the best offensive lineman this year, uh, said he is, quote, most likely going to enter the NFL draft. I think we talked about that last week, that we kind of saw that coming, but that was the first time he had come out and said he's most likely going to do that. And then to carry on, Joyner said he just has not made a decision about 2023 yet. He says he's going to have to do what's best for his daughter. Um, you can take that however you want to take it, but he did say he is going to play in the bowl game. So, Three players, three different answers on 2023. Kind of what's your first spin on that? Yeah, so um, the Luke Doty news is kind of interesting. There's been a, a lot of interesting news when we think about the quarterback room over the last few weeks. So um, you see Spencer Rattler, he signed an NIL deal with like Mercedes or some car company. I can't actually remember off the top of my head right now. Um, so you're like, okay, well, maybe that means he's coming back if he's signing a new deal. Um, you know, maybe that's enticing enough, depending on what his draft statics was going to be. Um, but then you have, yeah, Luke Doty kind of going ahead and saying, like, he's committed to the idea of coming back. So then that might indicate that he knows something elsewhere. Uh, but maybe not. Maybe he just is, you know, committed to South Carolina no matter what kind of goes down with Rattler. And then you have Lenore Sellers, who is set to announce his decision on Friday. That's a 2023 quarterback. Um, he's down to Syracuse in South Carolina. But as I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I put in my future cast for him to South Carolina. Um, I'm still feeling good about that. So, you know, there's a factor yeah, there. And, the mix and then, yeah, then you have Dante Reno, who is in the 2024 class. But there was some talk about whether or not he would reclassify, depending on how everything shakes out. Um, and then you have, you know, <laughs> the entire uh, quarterback room behind Rattler and Doty with uh, four-star Tanner Bailey. You have Jaden Daniels, who was kind of a walk-on, but we talked about how he was an underrated walk-on because he got kind of lost in the mix of that 2020 COVID year. Um, so really, I mean, you're looking at a, a lot of potential. In the mix there. Braden Davis, too, yeah, who, who had a nice spring game last year. So um, you're you're, you got to feel pretty good uh, about the South Carolina quarterback room right now, but you also got to think with all of those guys in the mix, 
at some point something's going to break, right? Like all those guys want to play somewhere at some point. Um, so also it wouldn't surprise me if we started to see some defections, I guess, um, to the portal as all of that starts to play out. Um, the others that you mentioned, probably gone. He said, yeah, that was not particularly surprising to us, but definitely a a big blow for that, um, O-line group, which is my my take on that is you've already lost, you're already losing Eric Douglas and Dylan Wadham. So you're down your entire right side of the offensive line. And really just your two left spots are all that's left on the line next year. Um, that's, Obviously, that's big. That couples in with what we talked about on our last podcast with the two O-line decommits. Um, I know you know you just said one of them might be back in the fold tomorrow. We'll see. But that's suddenly the right side of the offensive line is a very pressing concern for 2023. Yeah, and that's why you see them getting O-line in the portal. Um, like we, we said, they just landed Yale O-lineman Nick Gargiulio. Um, and it won't surprise me if they target some more O-linemen in the portal, um, especially because, yeah, you you were kind of depending on Isaiah Jada, Juco O-lineman, to come in and start to give them snaps immediately, too. And, of course, he decommitted last week. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be something interesting to watch. I mean, there is still some depth behind them with experience, but uh, going to have to rebuild that line a little bit going into next year, either through the portal or – you know, hope that you've been developing those guys that we haven't heard from too much yet because they've redshirted and been behind these veteran players. Yeah, and then the third one there who's just wouldn't commit to anything either way today was to carry on. Well, he committed to playing in the bowl game, but he didn't say about 2023 either way is to carry on joiner last year's bowl hero. Yeah, we talked we talked in the Slack channel about that a little bit. And to me, it, it seems like the best move for him to stick around just given – his like utility sort of skill set is it possible that he could have been utilized better this year at times yes i mean we we saw it develop a little bit be- better later uh in the year in tennessee it's a game where you're using a lot more um one-off snaps on a series or whatever um which i think would have been a nice mix in especially in some of those games where they literally couldn't get anything going on offense like you think florida or missouri um but also to Karen Joyner, like the fan base loves him. Um, I'm sure because the fan base loves him, that makes him have some nice NIL deals. I, I, I can't think of the specifics of what he's got going on right now. Yeah, I always got um, the Duke's Mayo one from last year, but. So, yeah, do you want to go rebuild your brand somewhere else or do you want to stay the place where you already have a pretty established brand? And then, yeah, maybe you can have a continue to develop as a receiver and work your way into a draft spot next year, maybe. Yeah. I think in terms of like draft and stuff, I'm not an NFL scout, obviously. Um, It's one of those in college, we as people value versatility a lot, but I think a lot of those NFL guys want, what position can you play? What are you going to do? I think NFL people might look at to carry on joiner more as a tweener than anything. Like, is he a receiver? He play a little bit of running back. He's probably not a quarterback in the NFL, but um, I don't know if that helps him or hurts him in terms of that. Um, I also don't know if he's going to be here next year to add to that. Um, but those were kind of the big future-looking things we got today. Um, I'm trying to think. And then we had Nate Atkins uh, kind of dropping a subtle hint that other people who are not tight ends are playing tight end in practice right now, which obviously they need without Jaheim Bell, Austin Stogner, and Trayvon Kenyon. Um, and I posed the question to you. 
who on South Carolina's roster who is not a tight end would you like to see out there catching passes, doing tight end stuff in a bowl game? Yeah, I mean, we talked about Wyatt Campbell, obviously, who's gotten some work there, but then he also had a, a season injury. So we don't really know what his status is looking like. Um, Perry McCarty in the, the Slack channel mentioned Trey Jones, uh, who uh, is obviously normally an O-lineman, but is pretty athletic um, as an O-lineman. I don't know if I he has hands Tonka. or not. Yeah, talk gaming way. Yeah, I mean, we know that he has hands, right? He's that's what I'm saying, man. He's got a big body. He's got hands. Like, um, don't ask me why, but I feel like Jordan Birch could probably do a job at tight end. Like, I, that's not that's obviously not going to happen. I'm just trying to be funny here. Just what, what what would you think would be funny to see in a bowl game? Like tight end Kai yeah. Kroger. He's got everything else. <laughs> well, of course, with uh, Jordan Birch and with um, Hemingway, like, do you have a little bit of a issue on the D-line, too, so um, the they're obviously going to be... I expect Jordan Burge or Kai Kroger to play tight end in the bowl game. I just want to put that out there. I just, I'm trying to think of ways this could be funny. If, actually, if there actually are people other than Atkins playing tight end, who? Yeah. Um, man. I actually do think Trey Jones is not a bad shout there. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm being too realistic with it. Huh? I should just go with Kai Kroger and and call it everything else, man. <laughs> um, no, but I am trying to realistically think like, is there a big-bodied receiver that could slide down? Um, maybe Xavier Leggett, but I mean, he's not going to be very good as an inline blocker. Um, yeah, that would be like passing downs to line him up there, maybe. But could see that. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know, but it'll be interesting. It's probably going to be Wyatt Campbell or Trey Jones, I guess, but uh, it's it's going to be really really interesting. And that's something that I talked. That you would never think of. Maybe Sherrod Green is secretly the next Rob Gronkowski, and none of us have figured it out yet. Hey, that would be good for his uh, his pro career for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that was something I was talking about earlier with Nick Elts. Elks and man, why am I struggling with his name so much? I Elksness, um, who is the transfer tight end from Florida. I tell you why, he's fired up one about beating Florida <laughs> uh, from South Carolina, and also, yeah, he realizes that there is a pretty obvious opportunity. That's why he said he targeted South Carolina in the portal. Um, and I here's a quick teaser he's not the tight end that you're gonna see announce uh over the next week or whatever so keep uh keep your eyes peeled there but so you got uh cameron sandlin and connor cox both already verbally committed you got nick elksness and then they had like five tight ends on campus uh this week between transfers like trey knox you had uh miami commitment um oh man what is his name right now well, Reed McKeska. Reed McKeska is his name. Um, and then um, I think you had another transfer on, on campus that was a Western Kentucky uh, yes. player. So, um, so yeah, you, you you had a lot of people there. And something I something else I talked about with Nick was the fact that your offensive coordinator now was a formal former tight ends coach. Yeah. Um, and then something I actually forgot about was Beamer is also a former Titans coach. So you definitely have a coaching yeah. staff that's that's uh, trying to make sure that that position gets emphasized. 
Yeah, um, it's actually a good point. I didn't even think of that with Beamer. Uh, yeah, he was on Kirby Smart staff coaching tight ends um, and some of the great tight ends they've had there. Um, that actually does bring me to my next point, too, from the pressers, talking about logins a little bit. The, I don't know, I think three or four players were asked about it. The general kind of feel or the answers on logins were, we haven't talked a lot of ball yet, but we really like him as a person. Um, it came up that he greeted every single player on the team individually, including the defensive players. Um, I thought that was noteworthy. Um, and that was kind of the – there wasn't a lot of, like, football stuff. This is what he wants to do. Uh, Judy McDowell said he's excited about his scheme. Um, that was one kind of tidbit on football stuff. But the general vibe seemed to just be good person, and we're getting to football stuff, I guess, probably after the bowl game because they're doing their own stuff without logins right now for the Gator Bowl. I feel like I should just give commentary on each uh, Christmas time that's blasting in my ear while I'm doing this right now. And uh, we got the, like, Hawaiian Christmas song. I can't even remember what it's called. We had, like, an EDM version of Jingle Bells in Greenville Saturday on the loudspeaker for um, men's basketball. That was different. Yeah, so stay tuned for my reviews. I hate this song. That's my review uh, on this one. Nobody breaks it down with you. (laughs) Um. But yeah, so I, I think that that's kind of the, the vibe I got when I was talking to both Mario uh, Anderson and Nick Elkins um, about Dowell Loggins is like, he's still, you know, pretty hands off right now, but he's very personable. Um, and I don't, people seem to trust his passion and his vision, which is, you know, what recruiting is all about at the end of the day. So yeah. Um, that's that's interesting. Do we have any guesses on who's calling the plays in the bowl game? Are we still just like, uh, we'll keep it quiet again? You, I don't have any like information that I didn't have last time we talked. Um, I mean, they had one open practice last Friday, which I guess we could hit on some stuff in a second with that too. Um, but not really. I don't have a guess. I do think it's going to be a game plan by committee type of deal. And then I don't even know. I mean, I feel like someone to do with the passing game makes more sense. Just given the attrition at running back right now. I don't know if that means Justin step. I, I I don't know if that means Jody, Wright. Um, But with, you probably don't want him doing it though, with the tight ends situation where it is maybe, I feel like Step or maybe Mo Hardesty makes the most sense just in the situation of who's left. But I do think it'll be game plan by committees. Um, whoever's actually holding that play sheet, I don't know. Yeah, and I do still agree with, I guess, Beamer's decision to just kind of keep that quiet. There's no point in giving your, your opponent any advantage there. Um, all right, as we start to look ahead to the bowl game, um, we know that the team is going to report to Jacksonville the day after Christmas. No, or, Christmas night, they're practicing first the morning of the 26th. Right, which means you're reporting to Jacksonville on Christmas night as well. Um, and, yeah, we're going to have full uh, updates on whatever you're allowed to attend, which it sounds like is, is most things for bowl week. Uh, throughout that week, so keep it posted to GameCocksGroup.com for that. Um, anything else from the press conferences today uh, as they're beginning to sort of preview the opponent or uh, talk about what these last couple weeks have been like as they've gone home, come back, started to transition back into football mode? 
Yeah, I think we can get into more like actual Gator Bowl stuff and finally get to talk about a football game probably next time we're back here with everything else going on. My one funny note from the press today is I would encourage all of you to watch Juju McDowell. Um, he had some really funny stuff about the Clemson game, about some of the post game, about some, some stuff he heard from his family and some, some friends who are Clemson fans. Um, just watch the video. You don't even, don't even listen to it. His facial expressions were priceless a couple of times. Just watch the Juju McDowell video of this press today. Just, it'll be worth your time. I promise. Yeah, I did see a couple of those, right? Like his family said that he was slow because he got run down. On the one on the, uh, down like over the top pass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also saw, I think it was to carry on Joyner, but I could be wrong, um, said that Xavier Thomas unfollowed him on Instagram yes. or something after after the loss. Yeah. So there's I mean, a lot that's of like, rivalry yeah, about, yeah. people today um, we haven't talked to since Clemson. So there's a decent amount of stuff on that. You know, the win, a couple of plays. We had Nicky Minwuri. He was talking about the fumble recovery on um, on the Antonio Williams muff, the punt. Um, so there was a good bit of Clemson stuff here, too. And Hey, I don't think South Carolina fans mind that right now. Yeah, if we want to break one more note, um, Anthony Rose is good to go for the bowl game. Um, there was some thought that maybe academics was keeping him uh, on like a gray shirt situation or a red shirt situation. Um, but he will be eligible to play in the bowl game, which will be useful if uh, – Oh, Cam's speaking of that, in. that actually brings another good point. Uh, since we last were on here, the NCAA dropped the four-game redshirt, or they didn't drop it, but they said that if postseason doesn't count towards that, meaning that Luke Doty um, or any player on South Carolina who's played in exactly four games this year, but Doty's the headliner there, obviously, can play in the Gator Bowl without losing a year of eligibility. That was something Beamer and the staff were being very tight about. If you, if you guys remember the end of the Florida game, they let Rattler play the whole way even in a blowout because they didn't want to burn Doty's redshirt that day. Well, that's not a problem anymore. If something happens to Spencer, if his helmet pops off and he has to come out for one play, if they have some really weird Luke Doty trick play package, whatever that might look like, Luke Doty's allowed to play in this bowl game now and still have all of his – still not lose a year of eligibility, which is new since we last talked. That was – he said um, – actually today, he said that after he played his fourth game, Beamer called him into his office very but directly like, all right, what are we doing here? we got to figure this out. You want to play more? What's the – Deal. So I thought that was interesting, A, the way the staff approached that, because they were clearly careful about Doty's red shirt, thinking with an eye towards next year. And now it's not a problem. So you can see Luke Doty in this bowl game. Yeah. And again, like no matter what way the, the Rattler situation sort of plays out, um, getting him uh, more years of eligibility is going to be essential because I think once he's gone, if he's developed behind the scenes the way that we continue to hear that he has um, – He's going to be next man up, and it'd be nice to have him for more than just one year, <laughs> uh, if, if possible. Um, and yeah, I th that's that. That seems like a perfect example of how this. The reason that all these these players seem to love this staff so much is the kind of like straightforward, genuine nature of it. Um, that's another thing that uh, I've been talking about with several recruits over the last couple of days. Is the thing that stood out to them about South Carolina throughout the process was just kind of like the no BS attitude, I guess, of, of the coaches. So that that's right in line with. Yeah. That's kind of my take from the press today. We'll have Shane Beamer tomorrow. That'll mostly be signing day related. And then Thursday we have Clayton white and the newly extended Pete Lembo. Uh, no OC obviously for the bowl game since there is no OC, but we'll have the other two coordinators Thursday. So stick around on Gamecock scoop for updates on both of those.
Yeah, and then uh, did we get any injury updates today or uh, during his con show yesterday? I know it was Josh. Uh, yeah, so we got a couple Carolina calls last night. Uh, Josh Fan is, quote, very, very, very – what did I have here? There were three varies in there. Very, very, very doubtful to play in the bowl game. If you remember, he had the knee injury against Clemson. Um, and then Devonnie Reed apparently got banged up, and it's a we'll-see situation, according to Beamer. Um that I'm working off the assumption that Josh Fan's not going to play in the bowl game because whenever Beamer's been like he's doubtful all year, that's meant they're not playing. Um, so and look, stuff happens. They're ten days away. They get to Jacksonville. To carry on, Joyner was not supposed to play quarterback in a bowl game last year. Like things happen, but if you assume that means no Van, um, we didn't see Jalen Brooks at practice last week. Don't know what the deal is with that yet. That was not brought up last night either. Um, Antoine Wells Jr. actually was reported he was in a minor car accident going to practice Friday. That's why he wasn't there. But he has said he's come out and said he's fine. He's playing in the bowl game. So you're probably looking at Wells, Amari, and Brown, Xavier Leggett as like a receiver trio for the bowl game. That's probably what you're looking at right now at this point, right? Am I missing anyone? No, yeah, that that sounds about right. Um, I mean, good to hear that, that Wells is yeah. back. We still don't really – have any confirmation on next year for him, right? No, we don't. It's kind of um, waiting. And then on the defensive side, if Devonnie Reed's not going to be able to play, obviously Eamon Worry and DQ Smith get a lot of reps. You're down two corners with Cam Smith and Darius Rush. So dial, I mean, I don't know if that means more linebacker packages. That means you're going to get it like, this is a baby. This is more of a Bam Martin Scott game, right? Um, he's played a little bit of nickel too this year. Um, that's interesting how that secondary is kind of <laughs> – excuse me, going to kind of Tetris itself in there, for lack of a better term. Um, maybe O'Donnell Fortune might have to play some more in this game um, if Devonnie reads out especially. So that's kind of the well, injury. Yeah, and I think that that was an important part about Anthony Rose uh, yes. poten- potentially being able to play. Um, also, Emory Floyd, who is a freshman, he got mentioned today in the press mm-hmm. conference too. Um, so, yeah, it's time for those guys to step up. Uh, bowl practice is usually – a time that you use um, to get your younger players kind of ready for next year. That's one of the big advantages of it is you get an extra month of practice that non-bowl teams don't get. Um, so, yeah, I would expect to continue to see the freshmen step up in the secondary like they have been all year um, and maybe even a couple of new faces there. There was another welcome home while we were recording, by the way. I'm assuming you saw it, but. I didn't. Was it uh, 2023? Yeah, 2023. Yep. Welcome home. From 15 Again, minutes ago. Like I said, when I uh, opened the show, this is not something that is finished. Um, I'm not going to speculate because if I speculate, I'm going to probably accidentally hit the person <laughs> that it was. Um, but if I'm just giving you some storylines to look at as we head into the early signing period, which starts tomorrow, um, I've already mentioned a couple, right? You got Tosin Babalade, who's making his decision on whether or not he's going to recommit or go to Maryland. Uh, you have uh, Reed McKeska, who was like a flip candidate from Miami to South Carolina. We don't know yet, but he was just in on an official visit uh, with the Gamecocks. You still got other people that they were targeting in the pup portal. Um, 
the Western Kentucky tight end that I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. Uh, there was an Oklahoma State running back, Dominique Richardson, that was in town this weekend. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot to look at. And then really the only – I mean, there could be some sort of surprises, but really the only, like, sort of fear of uh, flipping candidate to look for at the moment uh, is Vicari Swain, who just – Went and uh, met Dion how in Colorado, so I'm you know I, that would have an impression on me. Um, so I can't you can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean South Carolina has obviously had a long, strong relationship uh, with Swain, so I, we'll we'll have to see how that goes. I know it was pretty pretty cold out in Colorado last weekend, so you know if that yeah isn't you've got Dion in your backyard now. Yeah, uh, no, that'll be fun to uh, fun to check out. Um, but yeah, several other storylines heading into the early signing day tomorrow. Um, again, I promise you're going to have some welcome homes revealed in the next 24 hours. So definitely keep an eye on Gamecock Scoop. We'll have those put out as soon as uh, the kid announces it. If we, we don't uh, do that here where we sort of take away someone's thunder there. Um, but lot of, lots of really exciting things for South Carolina fans right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, you know, once you kind of get past signing day tomorrow, you know, you go into the weekend, you go into Christmas time. Um, I don't know if we're going to be back before Christmas. Uh, hope all y'all have a good, safe holidays out there. Um, if we're not, uh, then it's Gator Bowl week. Um, practice starts the 26th next week in Jacksonville, and then it's on, on through the 30th. Yeah. Um, and then one other quick reminder, uh, maybe it means something, maybe it doesn't. Um, just because someone has entered the transfer portal does not mean that there is no way that they're coming back. Um, I'm not talking about anyone in particular. Maybe everyone that enters the transfer portal for South Carolina eventually does leave. Um, but I think a lot of times people forget that. And so through the madness of this week uh, while their welcome homes going out left and right and all that. Um, keep that in mind. Until you um, see a player announce their commitment to another school, they're not completely gone. Right. Um, which Gene Bell, uh, I think we already mentioned this, Gene Bell went to Florida State. We're thinking uh, Gilbert Edmond seems to be leaning that direction as well, Florida State. Awesome uh, Oklahoma, so. group. Yeah. So, uh, but otherwise, the other names that are in the portal have not, uh, at least the, not that I've seen, um, announced any anything yet. So, keep that in mind. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? I think that about covers it. Just keep it up with signing day. Um, there's two basketball games the next two days at Colonial Life Arena. If y'all are into that too, if you don't have enough Gamecocks in your life right now, uh, yeah, have a, have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you back at. Probably from a hotel room in Jacksonville. Probably next time I'm doing this. Yeah, that sounds great. And our, um, on on Gamecock Scoop tomorrow, we're going to have tons of great uh, early signing day content, uh, both breaking down any surprises, surprises to you guys at least, um, and also just breaking down the class. Like we're, Most of the class is going to sign tomorrow, so we can start to uh, – more formally look ahead see who we think might contribute into next year um all that fun stuff so keep it keep it uh locked on gamecockscoop.com until next time also sorry for all the background noise this time 
uh, we'll, we'll do better. Um, sometimes you get stuck in a Starbucks uh, and you just gotta, gotta wing it. Um, until next time, this has been the GameCockScoop.com podcast. We'll see you.